What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. I'm your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams get their first win of the season. We'll talk about it. Plus, Bot Watch is in full swing. And later, the Rams get their first division test of the season. We preview Rams at Cardinals. Before we hop in, make sure you follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. And that's at Rams Showcase. Just about everywhere. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags. Ram Showcase also does have t-shirts. Uh, instructions on how to make that purchase are in the description below, no matter where you can hear me. We will also talk about that a little bit later. All right, let's go ahead and hop in. We will start with the Rams and the Falcons. This game uh, took place at SoFi Stadium. The Rams come out with the win 31-27. to The Rams now lead the all-time series against the Falcons 49-30-2. And the Rams have now won the last two straight uh, against the, the Falcons. So uh, the beginning of a streak has uh, emerged in this series. The Falcons, though, did win the previous five before that. Uh, we're talking about uh, the, the regular season, by the way. Uh, so uh, the Rams have defeated now, the Falcons now for the first time since 2007 at home. So the first home win uh, for the Rams uh, since returning back to Los Angeles uh, as that 2007 was, of course, in St. Louis. Ball security, definitely still an issue. Got to cut down on those turnovers. Uh, the Rams lead in takeaways in <laughs> like on defense, but they also lead in giveaways on offense. So uh, that's that's not uh, the 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 kind of balance that you're looking for when you're you're looking at your stats here. But uh, if the Rams can get that under control, then uh, this defense does look really um really opportunistic as far as the the turnovers go which is really good injuries uh definitely continuing and definitely concern on both sides of the ball we'll kind of talk about that here in a little bit uh the rams also did uh they did almost allow a comeback um and that kind of stuff i mean the the game never really felt like it was out of the rams control i know that like with the blocked punt and everything and ultimately it becoming a pretty close game at no point that i feel like the rams are just going to lose the game so it did feel like we still had control uh, for the bulk of it, uh, despite uh, despite the the Falcons making one heck of an effort to uh, to make it at least a close game. Uh, and then two players that I wanted to just kind of spotlight here a little bit that I expected just a lot more out of. And uh, one of those would be Tutu Atwell. I'm not really sure where Tutu is, and it kind of looks like Brandon Brandon Powell is taking a lot of the snaps that we would. He's in on situations that I think we would expect to see Tutu Atwell, and we're just not so. There's something more to that, and I'm definitely thinking now that uh, all of the comments about how awesome Tutu was all preseason, all that stuff with your training camp, um, it's uh, it's feeling a lot like uh, like like just hooey right now. Like there's there's no evidence uh, as far as on field performance that is defending or solidifying any of the comments that were made about Tutu Atwell positively. Uh, and I'm not here just to trash the kid, but he's also not playing. He had two snaps in uh, week two, so. Um, you know, and Brandon Powell is getting snaps on offense. So there's something to be said there uh, to to Atwell. He's just not getting playing time. Maybe there's more to that story that we don't really know. But uh, so far, um, I'm kind of digging into uh, to to my opinions uh, on that in that sense, because uh, simply put, Tutu was just he's just not playing. And also Cam Akers. So Cam Akers, um, this is the first time he's had a training camp, which is good in his NFL career. But 
I think we were kind of sold that uh, that Cam Akers would be an absolute game changer on this Rams offense, and we just haven't seen that yet. His uh, his averages are extremely low, and it just doesn't feel like he's ever able to just bust anything out. So uh, maybe maybe we'll see it uh, turn a corner at some point, but right now it, there's just no evidence that it's even like there. It's not like he's he's had a he had a couple of receptions where it looked like he could have broken out or something like that, but. Ultimately, too, like watching him play, it's it never feels like, oh, man, he was right there to busting out in 80. Like, that's just at least from my emotions watching the game. It just that's what not what I'm feeling. Some game badges are coming back as we did get the win for the Los Angeles Rams. So we are going to do this a little bit different this year. As far as the game badges go, we're going to give one on offense and one on defense every single week uh, because I noticed last year that uh, I had trouble sometimes picking just one guy, one offense or one defense, uh, especially when when there's guys on each side that played really well. So uh, we're going to go ahead and 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 just pick, go one offense, one defense every time that the Rams win. And I am also not going to consider the previous number of badges won when considering the next badge. I'm just going to look at that one specific game and uh, give the game badge. So on the offensive side, we are going to wide receiver Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 108 yards and two touchdowns. He is on pace. And yes, I know we're only two weeks in, but he is on pace for 204 catches, 2006 yards and 17 touchdowns right now. Yes, we are only two weeks in. Of course, these averages will get skewed as the season goes on. They'll kind of slip into where they're supposed to be. But yards would be first ahead of of last season, um, his last season. By 59 yards, he would be in first place uh, all time in, as, as far as single season if he were to hit 2006, which he is currently on pace for. Catches would also be the record by 59, 59 receptions. That would be the record uh, if he could get 204 of them. Am I even doing that math right? Maybe not. You know what I mean? Let me see. So he's got 24 on the season. We're just going to do this in front of you just so I don't look like a total moron. So obviously that's 12 per game. Uh, so then 12 times 17. Yeah, 204. Yeah, I was right. I stand by it. I should stand by it. It's correct. So <laughs> why wouldn't I stand by it? It's right. So uh, obviously off to an unbelievable start to the season for Cooper Cup. And you know what? Um, it just it just feels like Cup is not falling off. I mean, uh, he's he's doing it in back to back games and we he's had two really, really good games to start the season. But I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's a maybe it's a universal thing. but. It doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Uh, feels like Cooper Cup is just doing Cooper Cup things. You better watch your butts because Cooper Cup is out here kicking them. All right. So it just it feels like he's having these it, like when you look at the stat sheet, you're like, man, this guy's on fire. But watching the game, it's like, oh, yeah, Cooper Cup is cupping out here. Cooper Cup going to Cooper Cup. And that's what we're seeing. So that's really awesome to see. And it's just uh, it's really cool to see that it just continued from last year. So. Uh, so that spillover is nice. I, I don't expect him necessarily to to be able to maintain it all. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does. I'm not going to be mad about it if he does. But it just seems like such a tall task. And if he could pull off like a triple crown again, whew, man, that's awesome. That's awesome stuff. All right. On defense. So first of all, I wanted to mention we had a big team effort. There was a lot of good performances uh, around this defense in this game specifically uh, like uh, Jordan Fuller, he led the team in solo tackles. Ernest Jones led the team in total tackles. Jalen Ramsey had that pick at the end. Wagner looked more in command, but I'm going to go ahead and give this one to cornerback, rookie cornerback, Jacoby Durant. 
He is getting the first defensive game badge of the season. He did only have the one tackle and it was a sack. So I will give some credit there. Um, But he also did have that pick. Of course, it kind of just fell into his lap, but I will take it. Uh, I wanted to just show just just give the kid the nod because I was a little bit harsh on him uh, throughout preseason. But the way that he's playing and he does make me a little bit nervous uh, sometimes in coverage. Sometimes you're like, whoa, get it, get him better position, bro. What are you doing? But Overall, I mean, I don't think he's playing bad and he's got what I would say is the the framework of something that could be really, really good. So uh, the the things that he that he already possesses, the extreme athleticism, stuff like that, he's already got that. Uh, the things that I think that he's missing and can work on in his game, all coachable, all coachable stuff. And of course, I wish we had a guy like Aubrey Pleasant to do that. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we do have a guy like Raheem Morris, who's uh, who's coaching the defenses right now. But uh, I, I think that Jacoby Durant is in a good spot to eventually become a really, really good player. So that's pretty awesome stuff. But also, uh, how about we get a little bit stronger at those returns, <laughs> Jacoby? All right. Because that was an easy touchdown, man. It, what's the the catch was out? It was like, oh, this is a we're we're scoring defensive tuds over here. And and then he got tackled. It was like, OK, man, like <laughs> I don't know. There was just something about the angle that it hit. It felt like he kind of let up on it. But. Hey, that's uh, something that also can be in coaching. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Some transactions to take a peek at as uh, the Rams definitely doing some moving and a little bit of shaking as well. So two IR, the Rams had did send uh, offensive lineman Tremaine Ankrum. First play of the game, Ankrum goes down. I was really excited to see Ankrum get the start, and uh, it's unfortunate, um, and he is not going to be back this season. So he did break his ankle. Uh, and that's just, it sucks to see, uh, the Rams also just continue to get beat up on that offensive line right now. Uh, so hopefully that relaxes. I mean, law of averages has to play in eventually, right? So, um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see who steps in and, uh, who, who can hold it down. Cause, uh, we, as, as much as we love our top guys, the, the roster is full of NFL players, top to bottom. So somebody has got to be able to come in and do it. And we can't give that excuse of like, well, he's our third string guy there. Like, why would he do? Okay. He's just got to do it. All right. Well, we're, so we're the reigning Super Bowl champs and uh, somebody has got to come in and somebody has got to play well. And we just got to find out who that's going to be. Cornerback Troy Hill is uh, headed to IR as well. We're still waiting on the potential length. By the time you see this, it's very possible that we already have a length on that, um, that injury. If there is one, I will put it on uh, the screen below me. Uh, if you are hearing the audio only version, sorry, uh, the, there's no visuals as far as that goes. But uh, it's unfortunate we lose Troy Hill. Of course, he did have the pick in week one. And it's just another thing, uh, another another spot we're kind of getting beat up at. So uh, we'll see a little bit of shake in there. And and hopefully somebody can come in and uh, and, and step up nicely and kind of fill that role. Moved to the active roster from the practice squad, we have guard Ode Obushi. And uh, you know what? Hearing some very good things about Obushi, and it's very possible that he does get a start eventually this season. So I don't know if he's going to be active this week against the Arizona Cardinals. We'll kind of keep our eyes on um, on that, but I don't expect we'll even really know that until probably pretty close to game time. 90 minutes before is when you need the inactive list. It could be then that we actually find out if he's going to play or not. Uh, but it's also very possible that uh, McVay will come out earlier uh, throughout the week or maybe even like a Liam Cohen come out and say like, yeah, Obushi is uh, he's going to play. Uh, added to the practice squad, defensive end, Zach Van Valkenburg. Sick name. Sick, top notch name. All right. I'm loving this one. Zach Van Fal- Van Valkenburg. Dude, 
If this guy's not an absolute monster, I'll be shocked <laughs> with a name like that. And then uh, terminated from the practice squad, long snapper Matt Overton, uh, Overton which is great news for uh, Matthew Orzek, uh, the Rams' current long snapper, as um, Overton was just brought in for a little bit of insurance uh, to make sure that he was good to go, Orzek, that is. And it looks like uh, he is. So, A-OK. And uh, waived with an injury settlement also was uh, defensive back Daniel Isom. Oh, also, there was a there was a fine uh, that I did want to still mention. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure this has been covered uh, greatly, but did want to mention that uh, Matt Gay did get fined uh, for uh, his pant length. It was a uniform violation, five thousand three hundred and five dollars, which is extremely specific. And it's like they like. I don't know how they come to these numbers. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a formula. I'm sure it's not random. Uh, but uh, yeah, Matt Gay. A uh, uniform violation. His pants were not long enough. Yes, his pants were not long. They maybe they were they were shorts at that point. I think <laughs> that, I don't know. Either way, uh, he had some fun with it on Twitter. Uh, just super ridiculous that uh, you can get fined for that. I mean, I know it's possible, and there's a lot of ridiculous things you get fined for in the NFL. But pant length for a kicker. Here we are, 2022. All right, let's dive into the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. So we'll go ahead and start with the Arizona Cardinals, who did defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. That was a 23-29 to win in overtime off of a fumble return for a touchdown. And I got to say, sick return. Um, credit where credit's due. He just stabbed it off the ground and, 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 and took it home. And that's pretty dope. I mean... <laughs> I hate when the Cardinals, Seahawks, or 49ers do cool things because it's so hard to be like, that was pretty cool because they I don't like them. <laughs> you know, I want them to fail. So I hate when they do cool things. But it was a good win for the Arizona Cardinals, especially after getting embarrassed in week one. So uh, good for them uh, to to beat the, the Vegas Raiders there. Uh, but it was a big comeback. And uh, Kyler Murray, you know, I mean, he did lead the comeback, but then uh, he got grazed on the face. And that's apparently a big issue. So... I guess we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. He like, I, I don't want to be an overly big jerk here, but I mean, he got like, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all I'll say on that. I guess is uh, he got grazed on the face and I'm so shocked that this is a thing that it's a story at all. It's weird to me. You got people falling out of the stands in Washington and Kyler Murray gets grazed on the face and that's a federal investigation. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. The Seahawks, uh, they did fall to the 49ers. Obviously, like 27 to seven loss for the Seahawks. The Seahawks offense just looked dreadful. Um, the, their leading rusher was Rashad Penny, who had 15 yards. This offense is just not good. And uh, I think in week one against the Denver Broncos, I think, first of all, I think I thought too highly of the Denver Broncos coming into this season. I thought that they were going to be a lot better than they are. Um, I don't think that they're very good. I think that their coach is not good. Um, but also, I mean, we're going to sidebar on the Packers really fast. Uh, so, or I guess kind of the Packers, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, so they hire Nathaniel Hackett. The, the Broncos do. I felt like this was offensive hiring. This was going to be good for them. But then, uh, I, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Dan Patrick, uh, or Colin Coward. They talked about, uh, the, the fact that the Nathaniel Hackett was an offensive coordinator with Matt LaFleur as his head coach and Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. So what was he even doing in Green Bay? Fair point. Fair point. So I thought that the Broncos were going to be a lot better than they actually are. 
Uh, so that re- week one win uh, by the the Seahawks, I think, like I said it last week, the the Broncos played so poorly that the Seahawks fans are going to think that they're good. <laughs> and and here we are. And you're leading rusher 15 yards. All right. And moving on to botch watch. Oh, wait, should we do the should we do the thing? Is this the right one? Let me see. Moving on to botch watch. That was too much. Too Maybe we'll, we'll find the sweet spot. You guys are going to watch this happen. Botch watch. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> That's fun, though. Anyway, uh, moving on to botch watch as the 49ers are continuing to botch their quarterback situation. And this time it's not even their fault that this is getting botched. So, of course, they do defeat the, the Seahawks by 20 points, but they do lose quarterback Trey Lance for the full season as uh, he did get a surgery and uh, apparently a successful surgery on a broken ankle, plus some ligament damage in that ankle as well. So Trey Lance out for the season. but. Jimmy G is in now. And you know what? It's like we we talk trash about the 49ers for bringing back Jimmy G and rightfully so. We should have. That is the correct response to that. But you know what? It kind of works out for them in a weird way uh, as they now have to play Jimmy G, who I think is the better quarterback anyway. So it worked out for them, unfortunately. And um, what the funny part to me now is, is if like if Jimmy comes in and plays really, really well this year. Doesn't that make them look worse? Like the better he is, the worse the team looks as far as like if they say hypothetically, they go to the Super Bowl. Everybody's going to be like, and you started that other guy like this guy brought you now to two Super Bowls, the three NFC. Like that would be the whole conversation of like, what are you doing? What are you doing at the quarterback position? Which is already the questions, but it just it it doesn't make any sense to me what they were doing. Uh, It worked out for them now. But my only question is. How do they move on now? How, like, what is this next offseason going to look like now that Jimmy Garoppolo had to start? Are you going to trust that Trey Lance? I mean, that's a big injury. I mean, they right away were like, he's not playing this year. <laughs> like, so uh, is like, how soon is he going to be ready? Is he going to be able to be training camp? I would think so. But at the same time, that's an ankle on a mobile quarterback, which is exactly your fear when you get a mobile guy anyway, is these injuries could pile up. So my question is, are they going to take a play out of the Rams playbook here? and? Despite despite what you have invested into somebody a la Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, that when you know that they're no longer a fit for you and they're no longer benefiting your team and somebody else would, it doesn't matter what you invested in them. It's time to move on. And that's going to be the big question is, do they do that with Trey Lance? Are they going to if if Jimmy Garoppolo plays well, are they going to dig in and say, no, this is Trey Lance's team. Jimmy, have fun. Is Jimmy going to be like. I took you to the playoffs or whatever. If whatever happens this year, say they go to the playoffs. I took you to the playoffs and you still wanted to start this guy. I've been to a Super Bowl for you. I've been to two NFC championship games. Uh, no, I'm piecing out. And then and then they're stuck with Trey Lance again. So I don't know. This is going to be such a weird topic to follow. I can't wait to dive into it. Like, of course, I'm like not in a rush for this season to get over. But at the end of this season, this conversation is going to be fun. Because it's ruined. The 49ers ruined it. So that's uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Before we hop into our game preview, that'll be coming up next. Uh, we're only doing two parts today. Um, but I uh, wanted to, to let you know about the Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are super awesome and super cool and super soft. And uh, I have now all of the styles and colors and stuff like that. I'll do like a ridiculous shoot for you. And um well, yeah, we'll have something. We'll do something fun this weekend, and uh, I'll put together 
I'll put together my commercial. Um, I was not getting any photos in, which is totally fine. Um, so I'll make my own. I'll do my own ridiculous photo shoot and, and, and video shoot, and uh, I'll make my commercial. Hopefully this weekend I can pound that out. But um, but the, the shirts, I'll put them up on, on screen for you. They are awesome. They're, like I said, super soft. 100% quality was a conversation. Um, and you don't know how much it means to to me when uh, when the, this purchase is made. It, it does help out the show uh, a ton. So so thank you to anybody who's who's purchasing uh, the Ram Showcase T-shirts. All you need to do is uh, email AJ directly, aj.rsgear at gmail.com. You can order straight from him and uh, we'll be good to go. So they're awesome, like I said, but uh, you've already seen them on screen. So you already know that they're pretty cool. The the pine uh, <laughs> pine. Palm trees. I'm in Colorado. Leave me alone. The palm tree uh, one is actually designed off of the Rams Super Bowl ring. So uh, that was a, an idea from my buddy Tyler. And it's awesome. So that's pretty cool. All right. Um, and then we got the Rams going to the Arizona Cardinals. First division game of the season. We'll take a real quick break. And on the other side, we will preview that full matchup. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Ram Showcase. I am your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams get their first road test of the season, also their first divisional test of the season as they head to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams sitting at one and one, losing in week one and then rebounding for some dubs in week two. This game taking place at State Farm Stadium at 125 on Fox. Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez on the call again. We had them last week uh, while the Rams Took on the Falcons. There's a, something about the the Rams playing against a bird team that uh, screams Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. Uh, so I'll put the distribution map uh, over, over here. Uh, the Rams, not a very large area. The Rams are in the blue zones for this one. And um, for those of you who are on, listening on the audio version, I do post the distribution maps on the Rams social media pages as well, except for Instagram. Um, so uh, Facebook and Twitter at Ram Showcase, you can find that distribution map right there. But not a large area which is unfortunate um, from the Rams fan perspective. Obviously, this sucks um, to not get a, a huge area. But when you look at what the other matchups are and the timings and stuff like that, it makes total sense uh, that the Rams would maybe get a little bit of a smaller little sliver this uh, this week. Although, well, I mean, and there's a lot of things that go into this uh, this matchup or even just the the, the distribution of, uh, of who gets to watch the games, which could be anybody if you just like go to a bar or... There's so many options to watch games. That, so, um, But uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. One, I think, is the fact that the Rams just kind of have bullied the Cardinals in recent years. So Sean McVay, he's historically just had the Cardinals number. He is 10-1 against the, the Cardinals all time, which is unbelievable. I mean, he's he only has the one loss, and it was last year, and it was early in the season, and then the Rams rebounded on it. So that's... Um, it's pretty awesome stuff, but both of these teams right now are, uh, they're still kind of searching for their identity. Uh, the Cardinals did have a really strong end to the, that Raiders game, but it also kind of watching that game unfold. It, it looked like the, the Raiders just kind of, just kind of fell off at the end. I mean, and I still will credit the, the Cardinals as they absolutely, they did it. They did come back, but I, I think that the, um, the, the Raiders just did not have a good, uh, second half. And then 
Also, I mean, outside of that second half against the Raiders, I don't think the Cardinals have played well at all. Like they've only had like a lives like a quarter and a half of playing really good ball, I guess, into overtime, too. But uh, outside of that, they have just not looked good. So that little snug little window in there is the only time that they've actually looked um, like pretty competent. So I'm really interested to see how this one unfolds. Uh, But the Cardinals. Like I said, they just, um, they, that's the only place that they, like, they really looked like they could get it together, you know? So, I mean, we'll see what, 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 what happens with that. But I also, I like some of their, their coaches. Um, they've, I don't like Vance Joseph at, at defensive coordinator, but Matt Burke, Marcus Robertson, um, I like those guys. So, uh, this will be a, a fun matchup to watch, but uh, that defense, the coaches, uh, like the Vance Joseph led defense. I just, I can't trust it. <laughs> the, there's something about that uh, a Vance Joseph led team that I just I, I feel like you can take advantage of. As far as players on the Cardinals, players or coaches uh, for that are former Rams, there are none. There are no players on this roster who used to play for the Rams. No coaches on this uh, coaching staff that used to coach for the Rams. Uh, but we do have a couple of connections as uh, assistant head coach and wide receiver coach Sean Jefferson. That is Van Jefferson's father, um, who is now a grandfather. Congratulations! But. Uh, this um, I, we saw that we saw that storyline last year, so we don't really need to like super dive into it. But it is kind of cool. You get to play against your uh, your family uh, you know, and making a whole NFL deal. That's pretty fun. And then also just one that I wanted to mention was uh, the offensive assistant, Mike Berkovici, the Burke man, uh, former quarterback of the best football team of all time, the San Diego Fleet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know somebody hate hate. They're like, I hate that. Like that was very. Um, that's almost a Home Depot or not Home Depot home improvement sound. That's pretty good. Anyway, moving on the history of this matchup. The Rams do lead the all time series 47, 39 and two. The Rams have won seven straight in Arizona. Uh, Sean McVay, 10 and one against the Cardinals all time. And since Sean McVay has arrived to the Rams, the Rams have outscored the Arizona Cardinals 335 to 162. That is a 173 point difference through 11 games, which means on average, including the loss, the Rams are defeating the Arizona Cardinals by 15.7 points per game, including their loss. So that's not good. <laughs> the matchup that you're what we're kind of like diving into for this game specifically is, like I said, the Rams have just had the Cardinals numbers since Sean McVay has arrived. The Cardinals they have consistently just felt behind the Rams since Sean McVay has arrived. It seems like that's always been a thing. Like no matter how good the Cardinals are, the Rams are still just a better team than them. And then we got to kind of take a look at this uh, for last week as the Rams almost allowed a full comeback last week while the Cardinals did complete a big comeback. Um, The only difference that I would say in how the Raiders and Rams would handle this game differently is there's no way that the Rams are popping bottles <laughs> with that kind of lead with plenty of time to go. Like that's just, I just don't feel like that's a real thing that happens. Uh, so finishing in the second half is going to wear, be where the money is made in this matchup. Got to play well in the second half in this one. And I mean, in every game, but this one specifically based on what we saw last week, you got to close it out. And second half is still football. It's as much time as the first half is. So you got to get it done in that half as well. And ball control, limiting mistakes, whatever team does that should win. But I really like the Rams chances to uh, be able to 
A, limit our own mistakes, which is something that we're still waiting on this team to be able to do, but also forcing the other team into mistakes, which is something that can A, negate your own mistakes and B, just get you in a good position to close the game out, which is exactly what we need to see. So let's take a look at the matchup. This is the Rams offense versus the Cardinals defense. So um, as far as total yards go here, both teams kind of sitting near the end, but the Rams did, of course, jump up this week. Uh, 15th in passing, that is a jump up, but going against the 31st pass defense, Rams not running the football well uh, with only 58 and a half yards per game. That is 31st. It is crazy to me if there's somebody worse than that, but I will take it as it means the Rams are not in dead last. Uh, the Cardinals, though, giving up 204. And uh, points being scored, the Rams, you know, uh, it, just sitting about middle of the road, but the Cardinals giving up over 33 and a half points per game. And I know that week one game is skewing this a little bit, but that is a, that, those are points, man. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot of points to be given up on average. And of course, we're only two weeks in. So these averages will continue to level themselves out, but that is the most in the NFL. So the key here with the Rams offense versus the Cardinals defense is um, just continue to let Stafford just grip it and rip it. We saw a lot of plays last week where it was, he was getting the, the ball out of his hands a lot faster, a lot more screens. Like you got that Higby one, you got a couple of uh, running back screens and then like the play action turn and rip it to like Allen Robinson on his first catch. Stuff like that is definitely what we need to continue to see uh, out of this team. And it gets the whole thing rolling. Um, because we do have plays where they're just really long developing, but with the way that this Rams offensive line is beat up right now, I'm just not sure that that should be what the game plan is until we know that this offensive line kind of settles in a little bit, because now this is going to be the third game and the third different, different starting five. So uh, we're, we continue to have to shift it up. And of course, last week we did have Ankrum. I'm considering that even though he only played one, uh, but Jackson did not expect to to be that guy. So uh, yes, it is a difference when you know you're going to be the guy or when you just like, I'm ready if they need me kind of thing. So it's a, it's a wholly, whole different thing. And then the Cardinals defense just simply isn't that good. So the Rams should be able to exploit this defense. And Sean McVay is a big enough brain to be able to navigate his way through advanced Joseph defense. I believe in that wholeheartedly. And Alaric Jackson, uh, he played well at right guard. He did have the the one touchdown that did get broken down by... Uh, AQ Shipley on the Pat McAfee show. It was the trenches or some, something in the trench, trenches in the something with trenches. Uh, either way, uh, it's not important, but it is. I don't want to disrespect AQ Shipley, <laughs> but the way he broke that play down, it was the, the run play that the Rams had um, where cup comes in and just absolutely just opens the hole up on that play. Jackson could have gotten a holding call, um, but he didn't, which is fine. Um, if it didn't get called, then it didn't happen. But it's it's possible it could have been called there. So um, he is obviously still raw. So I'm not going to like be like, well, he, he they didn't call him on this holding call, but he held. So he sucks. I'm not going to say any of that. It's ridiculous. Um, but um, it, it could have been, but it, it, it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, Abushi coming up uh, as well. Uh, I don't know if he'll be active. I also don't know how much he'll play if he is active. I don't know if the, the Rams would necessarily start him over Jackson. But um, I mean, the way that the, these injuries are going, it's it feels real that we'll see a Bushi at some point, um, especially if we see a couple of bad games out of Jackson, too. With him being raw like that, um, it's very possible. But a Bushi, too. I mean, we'll see uh, how that all unfolds. But either way, whoever's in there just needs to be able to do it. Just get whoever can do it. 
I don't care what their name is. <laughs> like just get somebody in here that can block other guys. That's simple as that. Right. Uh, and then, uh, obviously continuing to get Robinson, the, the football and, uh, oh, oh, like away from cup, like when they're on opposite sides of the ball and you're, you're looking at Robinson, um, that'll open up a, a lot more things for cup as, as the, the game goes on and, and the season goes on too. Cause that stuff is going to pop up on film. Take a look at the other side of the football here with the, the Cardinals offense versus the Rams defense. So both ranking 17th as far as total yards go, both ranking 16th as far as passing yards go. And uh, the the running one is, is it's an interesting stat to me because there is a lot of conversation right now that the Rams have the best run defense in the league, um, but the Rams are ranked 14th against the run in the league right now. So I'm not sure what uh, parameters are being considered when that is uh, being thrown out. Um, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to be a jerk to anybody. I, I don't understand why this comment is being made that the Rams have the best run defense at the NFL when they are literally about middle of the road, a little over middle of the road in that regard. Um, and then points being scored, uh, just 25 uh, for the Cardinals uh, on average. So that's uh, ranking 10th. So they are top 10 in points. And uh, the Rams giving up 29 per game right now. So that is tied for 27th. So I do anticipate um, because that that week one game against the Buffalo Bills, who look like an absolute buzzsaw right now, uh, I think that is going to skew our averages for a few more weeks. So, and also consider we're still in preseason. I mean, this is, uh, you don't start really being who you are going to be until about week six or seven. And then you can look at yourself and be like, okay, this is who this team is. And that's why I say both of these teams are still looking for their identities because I don't think we have them yet. Um, the, the Rams can't get the run game going to save their lives right now. Cam Akers just doesn't look like he's that guy. Tutu Atwell doesn't even play. Daryl Henderson, he can bust out a good run when it seems like the blocks are perfect. So there's a lot of different things going on right now, uh, and especially with the shifting on the offensive line. I think that that is only going to kind of hinder that uh, that development of like all our our identity and what this team actually is all about. So uh, just as soon as that can get settled in, the sooner that we can just kind of get rolling and just run our offense the way that we want to run our offense. Um, but we're talking about the defense right now. So either way, uh, contain Kyler Murray is going to be the biggest key here um, because he is super athletic. There's no denying that he is an athletic little fireball back there. And uh, he played really soft against the Rams in the playoffs. I don't necessarily think that that'll be the thing, but if you get the pressure on him early, kind of keep it in his head that he's going to get wrecked all day. Um, I think that that plays into the defense's hand very, very strong. And then um, uh, with no Troy Hill as well, um, that's going to be who steps up. Is it going to be Robert Rochelle, who I anticipate kind of taking the bulk of that? Uh, or is it going to be Darren Kendrick, who is yet to be active this year? So uh, this this is looking like it's going to be his first game action, um, but uh, it's going to be a good Good test for the Rams depth at uh, in the secondary. Um, it's good, though, that you get that against the Arizona Cardinals who don't necessarily they're not really stacked with weapons at the time, uh, especially with like DeAndre Hopkins being uh, suspended and all that. So uh, some players that you want to going to keep your eyes on um, first is going to be Matthew Stafford after that week one game where it kind of just didn't feel right. Like he just kind of felt like he was not not in his rhythm yet. Um, should have another big game against a, a pretty bad Cardinals defense, which is good. Wide receiver Cooper Cup started off the season like he's looking to repeat that triple crown, which if he does, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Like he's already like in that conversation, right? Of like this guy's having what could be a Hall of Fame career. If he gets the triple crown again, I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> I think 
I think it's mandatory at that point. You like, you can't just not do that. I don't think anybody's ever done that twice. Has it? I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure we would have heard about that. Right. <laughs> if somebody's doing a triple crown twice, feels like something we would have heard about, but it, will it continue? That's the biggest question here is, is Stafford cup. Is that just like the best connection in the NFL history? I mean, I see people on Twitter being like cousins to digs is like, it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, uh, and then Bobby Wagner also, we're going to throw into this as well uh, because he should play a huge role in slowing down Kyler Murray um, and, and just being able to kind of contain him. And when you can contain Kyler Murray and just keep him like when you can see the run coming and then stuff it, one of two things happen with Kyler Murray. He either just falls down like a toddler and uh, and just just accepts his fate of being the plays over or he just throws an air and pass. So there's no losing for the Rams defense if you can create that situation for Kyler Murray when he tries to take off, plug that hole and then he doesn't know what to do. He has no plan B. If you like if he sees a gap and tries to hit it and then you block it up right away, he just crumbles. So do that. And that should be good. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is your game preview. Make sure you drop any comments. Uh, if you think that I missed something on the game preview that, that happened to me last week, uh, I got a message. And so I can't, I don't know why I'm bringing it up. Cause I don't even remember what it was now. So that's irrelevant. Ignore that. Just blow that off entirely. I never said it. That was men in black thing. <laughs> a weird day we're having a weird day already it's good it's good it's good all right uh that is gonna do it for me though uh make sure you follow ram showcase on all your favorite social media that's at ram showcase instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you have no idea how much it means to me uh having you watch uh my show all the way through especially if you're still here right now you're an absolute champion and i love you you're my hero all right um but make sure uh you've uh, purchased the ram showcase t-shirts as well 25 bucks uh, email will be in the description below. Uh, you can just email AJ directly to purchase those. Um, but yeah, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. For those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers, they are with you. And for those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.